Now, for a lot of people, there is nothing more interesting than the transits of Venus. And I'll tell you why. Because according to them, Venus is the planet of love. And what else to think about than love? The truth is that Venus is also about a lot of things. Venus is about diplomacy. Venus is about harmony. Venus is about maintaining balance. And Venus is also about handling relationships, right? Because you can easily fall in love. But how will you handle a relationship? How will you handle somebody who does not understand how you communicate? How will you handle somebody who does not put the toilet seat down? <laughs> so Venus talks about a lot of things that are not directly related to the fuzzy feeling inside your brain or the warm feeling in your heart that we call love, right? So Venus is going to go direct on the 29th of January and it's going to bring a lot of new things, a lot of new uh, news to our life. A lot of people believe at this moment that this is going to be all fun and games. Nothing is going to go wrong. Uh, Venus and Mars are going to come together and bring a lot of love to our life. We are going to get attracted to a lot of new people and we'll fall in love and this and that and whatnot. But the truth is that Venus and Mars together can also create conflict, right? And it can create conflict at places where you least expected them to happen. So how was this entire thing going to play out? And how are you going to stay safe when the entire world is burning down? Hello and a very warm welcome to Bhagishri Holistic Astrology. This is the only place on this planet where we talk about positive, inspiring and holistic astrology. Ask me why? Because I designed it. Now, holistic astrology is a concept that looks at every single thing in your chart and then creates a composite picture of who you are. I strongly believe in the power of karma, that you can take small steps to change your destiny, to change your life and to be ready for all the challenges and all the big events that are going to happen in your life. So if you believe in using astrology as a tool to make your life even better, this is the right place for you. I make content in both Hindi and in English. So if you uh, are interested in Hindi content, you have the YouTube channel as well. And if you are interested in English content, you can always listen to the Bhagyashree Holistic Astrology podcast or you can come to my YouTube channel, Bhagyashree Holistic Astrology. Okay, now without further ado, let's talk about Venus going direct, right? Venus is going to go direct in Sagittarius on the 29th of January. Now, this is going to be a day where a lot of people will feel a sense of relief. And I'll tell you why. Because Venus was going retrograde. Now, this is a time where people feel a sort of internalization of their emotions, a sort of internalization of their expression, especially their romantic expression, especially their expression of beauty. Right? So, you will find people who would normally get up and make their bed and clean their rooms, going completely berserk and not doing anything, feeling like a sloth, not accomplishing things, not getting things done, uh, you know, not living in balance, not living in harmony and so on and so forth. So when Venus went retrograde, everything related to Venus went completely berserk. It went internalized, right? So you were not expressing yourself fully. If it came to making or breaking a relationship you thought it was better to just break it and get rid of it you know you didn't want to use the diplomacy that venus naturally brings to you and use it and you know make your relationship better or to work out towards something that you both want 
And this could have happened in romantic relationships, intimate relationships, friendships, family networks, and so on and so forth, right? So relationships mean everything, any kind of relationship which you share with any person. So now when Venus is going direct, we can expect a lot of these things to vanish in thin air, right? We want these things to completely go away. We want our relationships to get back on track. However, if you have broken a relationship during the Venus retrograde period, I would request you to please think twice before you try to rekindle the flame. Okay, there may be several hidden aspects of that relationship that you are in complete denial of. Okay, that you're not ready to acknowledge. Unless and until you do that, there is no point going back to how things were. And I'll tell you why. Because Venus is in Sagittarius and so is Mars. Mars is a warrior planet. Mars wants to fight. Mars wants to attack. Mars wants to defend. And Venus is a very gentle planet. It wants to talk. It wants to live in beauty. It wants to live in harmony. Um, it wants to live in a very beautiful place with a lot of balanced structures. Okay, it does not like ugly stuff. It does not like smelly stuff. It likes all things bright and beautiful. So that's how Venus is. The problem here is that Venus is in the sign of Sagittarius, which is a fire sign. And a gentle planet like Venus does not do really well in fire signs. In fact, in the sign of Leo, Venus may even go barren. Right? So there could be chances of infertility or related issues. If a female has Venus in the sign of Leo. So these things may happen. It's not like they have to happen. But they may happen. That's a possibility. We also have to check different aspects and conjunctions there. So Venus is here and Venus is uncomfortable regardless of whether it was direct or retrograde. When it was retrograde, Venus and all its properties were internalized, but it was still in a firehouse, right? In a fire sign. So it was not comfortable. Now that it is going direct, it's going to move out of Sagittarius, obviously, but not so soon. The issue here is that it's still in a place which is on fire and it doesn't like it, right? It likes everything to be nice and pink and beautiful and smelling good and looking good and very harmonious. And then there is Mars, which itself is made of fire. So there is a fiery Mars and then there is a fiery sign of Sagittarius. They both are enjoying, they both are loving it and Venus is not. So let's assume that there is you know, a flat or a condo apartment. And there are two roommates. One is a very gentle Venus, right? Um, it likes to get up on time, sleep on time, talk to friends, spend some time alone, read books, have a little coffee, maybe an apple here and there. And, you know, live a peaceful life, a very peaceful existence. And then it has a roommate called Mars. And Mars is really fiery, okay? It's listening to metal, it's uh, reading post-apocalyptic fiction. It's all about war. It's all about fighting. It's very loud. It's sometimes very obnoxious. It wants to get things done and it wants to get things done right now. Imagine the condition of Venus in this situation. So it, it is already uncomfortable. It does not like loud stuff. Okay. It, it listens to piano, like sonnets, something like that. And then there is Mars, which is all about death metal. It's all about goths and punk and I don't know, something similar to that. <laughs> something loud, okay. Uh, so, so Venus is obviously uncomfortable. And the landlord, the one who owns the house, 
is also a loud mouth, uh, you know, uh, a brash personality. Very optimistic, very positive, but eventually a little brash, the class clown. So the class clown is having a very fun time with the guy who likes to make noise and break things. And Venus, um, the roommate, is not liking it. It's not enjoying it at all. It wants to get out of it as soon as possible. The issue here is uh, that Venus cannot do this uh, until the 27th of February, right? On the 26th of February, Mars will move into the next house, that is Capricorn, right? And on the 27th of February, Venus will move into the house of Capricorn. So even though Venus will get some break, some respite by moving out of Capri uh, Sagittarius into Capricorn, the problem is that when it does that, it finds Mars already seated there. So let's assume that Venus is sick and tired of everything that Sagittarius and Mars had to offer together. And it moves into the house of Capricorn only to find that Mars has already changed places. And Venus again is not going to like it. The problem here is that Venus and Saturn, even though they are like striking opposites, they are not completely, um, uh, you know, harmonious to each other. They are good friends, right? So Saturn is all about dealing. It's an old man. Um, it likes to, uh, you know, get things done, but very cautiously. Uh, it likes to take life slow and easy. Um, it does not want to rush things. It does not like loud stuff, right? But it is also not about the pink hues and the beauty and the graciousness and the piano sonnets and, and the tea, bubble tea uh, brought in by Venus. So even though they are different, they are ready to acknowledge each other and like each other and let each other be. So they are best friends in that way. However, when Mars comes here, Mars becomes exalted in the sign of Capricorn. Mars loves the sign of Capricorn, even though Saturn and Mars are not entirely a conducive pair, right? So Saturn is old, Mars is not. Saturn wants to get things done, but slowly. And Mars wants to use brute force. That's how things are. So even though this is the kind of relationship that you can expect from three planets, Venus remains relatively comfortable. And Mars will slowly get comfortable. The issue here is that even though they both may be able to have a slightly harmonious relationship with Saturn, they both do not have a slightly or even greatly harmonious relationship with each other. A lot of astrologers in India call this Akarshan Yoga, Attraction Yoga or Attraction Conjunction. It is when people uh, or ideas or um, things of totally opposite natures attract each other. So when we talk about opposites attract, we talk about Mars and Venus, right? So according to these people, when people have Akarshan Yoga in their charts or attraction conjunction in their charts, they become very attractive to the opposite gender, right? So let's say you're a woman with Mars and Venus conjunct and that you're in a very close conjunction, you're going to be super attractive to males. And if you're a male, obviously this is going to happen uh, because you're going to be super attractive to females. But... The issue here is that even though they attract each other, this does not have to be a very nice and beautiful situation to be in because when opposites come together, they're not going to like it. Imagine what happens when you bring fire and water together, right? They're not going to like it. Even in astrology, 
when fire science and water science meet we have the concept of gandanta that is a very problematic point because in the zodiac fire is meeting water and that is not a very good place to be right because water will douse the fire and fire obviously does not want water around so this is what happens so mars and venus together even though they are going to get super attracted and you're going to get attracted to people of opposite ideologies opposite viewpoints um and you know entirely opposite personalities the major theme that's going to come out of this entire conjunction of the next uh, for the next one and a half months is that we are going to see a lot of conflicts and we are going to see conflicts of different natures if you look at the global political scenario i don't think it's uh, difficult to miss out that conflicts may happen and they may happen soon in fact conflicts are happening right so they are not in a very positive position different countries different ideologies um a different kind of you know some people are leftists and some people are you know right wingers and they are constantly in a state of conflict i don't remember seeing such conflict ever in my life before <laughs> and i'm not that old but still <laughs> i haven't seen such kind of conflict in ideologies before so that is what is happening you're getting attracted towards what's entirely the opposite and there has to be conflict imagine somebody who um who's fairly liberal in their outlook and imagine somebody who's completely conservative in normal circumstances a conservative will meet a conservative and a liberal will meet a liberal but in this circumstance a conservative will meet a liberal and conflicts are bound to happen so that is just one way of looking at things but yes i would not want to foreshadow too much i just want to tell you that conflicts are bound to happen and you have to be ready for it now if you can then do not be a part of any conflict whatsoever okay if you have to be a part of a conflict you have to ensure that you have an exit plan if you do not have an exit plan you are not going into that conflict at all right so you're not going to fight with anybody right if you are conservative and you have a liberal friend listen to them listen to what they are saying listen to their arguments instead of fighting with them if you are a liberal and you have a conservative friend listen to them look at the world from their point of view and then you become better at who you are you become better at being a liberal or a conservative and you become a more wholesome person because now you refuse to look at things from a single point of view only you understand the person on the other side of the spectrum has something to say and they have a different a uh, way to look at things and you can maybe learn something from them i know it sounds awkward but you can learn something from them that has to be done so at this moment a lot of us will be drawn into conflict there will be a lot of ups and downs there will be a lot of unexpected things that may happen so you may expect one result there could be another result right so unexpected things conflicts things and people changing moralities changing significantly ideologies changing and clashing significantly all these things may happen but if you are a wholesome person and if you believe in holistic astrology and if you believe in being in the right or at least being uh, uh, at least having a good existence then at this moment make use of the akarshan yoga that venus and mars are producing together and try to understand people from a completely opposing points of view understand what they're trying to say understand what they have to say okay 
at least listen you don't have to agree to them you don't have to um suggest that they are right you don't have to um you know give any sort of validation to them and take away validation from yourself but you have to listen essential i'm going to do that so you are going to do that as well you're going to listen you're going to see how things are going to happen right and you're going to have a look at things that you refused to look at before i started doing this when i started learning more about uranus neptune and pluto so earlier i was like no you know maybe we should focus only on the nine vedic planets and that's it because they give you all the answers you don't need uranus neptune and pluto but then i realized that you know there's no harm in learning why not learn even though these planets may have very large orbits and they may not you know affect people as much as they affect generations but they are worthwhile you have to learn about them and if you can enrich your knowledge there's nothing wrong with that so you're going to do that earlier when i used to work on the karakas the gemini karakas i never used rahu i was like no rahu no ketu you know get them out seven planets only sans rahu ketu but then sometimes you know when a lot of things become tricky i try to use rahu and ketu and see where it goes so you can do all those things nobody is stopping you nobody is stopping you from learning i still use the seven karakas when i try to predict right atma karakas dara karakas and all that but then i i'm not so rigid about not using rahu and ketu anymore i'm not so rigid about not using uranus neptune and pluto anymore so you can do the same you can learn okay you, tr- you can try to understand the other person's point of view and see if there is something worthwhile that you can learn and it's quite doable right so make use of this time i can tell you a hundred different things at this moment of how mars and venus are going to make your love life so steamy and so happy and you're going to enjoy a lot of time under the sheets and this that but that's not worthwhile i believe what is worthwhile is what you can do using what's happening in the sky using the energies of the planets to become a better person right so you can definitely get attracted to somebody from the opposite uh personality spectrum you can definitely get attracted to ideas from the uh, completely opposite spectrum and at this moment you can also get attracted to people who have never ever been a part of your life before you can definitely have uh, good sexual relationships you can definitely have a good time with your partner but you can also be in conflict right and if you broke up during the venus retrograde since conflict is likely you must ensure that you work out the problems okay before you try to get back to somebody okay you or get them back so maybe you were trying to ignore the fact that they didn't really um care about you that much or they weren't really investing their finances when you were living together right for you so maybe you were the one who's always buying groceries always paying the rent and they were living their rent free not having to pay anything so these are problems right you were feeling bad about it but you were doing it anyway so that was a problem and if you cannot solve it there's no point in going back to that person because you'll constantly feel the same thing again and this time it's going to be more horrible and you're going to go all out in telling the other person that you don't like it and there's going to be conflict and that conflict might turn ugly so 
overall that's what i wanted to tell you and i hope that you're going to like this and i hope that you're going to like whatever uh, you do in terms of this conflict whatever you do in order to uh, you know get rid of this conflict that mars and venus uh, bring together when they are traveling together remember that both venus and mars are going to have uh, a conjunction with saturn soon and then saturn is also going to go in the sign of aquarius for you know a few days before it comes back to the sign of capricorn so that's going to be really important i would again suggest you all to please be very careful and not to be a part of any conflict whatsoever try to distance yourself right otherwise when saturn makes a movement into the house of aquarius that might not be a very pleasant phase for you okay it's either going to be relaxing or it's going to be hyper intense so it will tell you how the period between 2023 24 and somewhere um, yeah 2023 and 2025 is going to go because that is when saturn exactly comes to the sign of aquarius so make sure that you're watching out make sure that you're staying out of conflicts and make sure that you are learning something from a person that you refuse to listen to if you do that i hope that this was uh, this is going to be a really good time for you all it's getting really cold over here i didn't expect it to be that cold honestly um uh, now january is ending and i was expecting that you know the weather is a little better but it's not <laughs> and at this moment i feel like a diesel engine you know that takes a little time to wake up and then i mean it's it's taking some effort to even speak so it's that cold right now here but i hope things are going to go good and we are going to have nice weather soon we're going to have basant panchmi anyway it's a, it's a good time to look around and have fun i'm going to get a lot of plants and you know plant them around my house have a lot of flowers and get some positive energy and stuff so you can do that as well uh, you have about 2 weeks to do that so get ready and make sure no conflicts all right thank you so much for being here with me